Before we dive into the episode, I wanted to let you know I have a free on-demand masterclass called Five Steps to Writing a Novel Without Letting Perfectionism or Procrastination Get in the Way. In this free training, I cover things like where perfectionism comes from, how it's directly linked to procrastination, and what you can do right now to start making real progress with your writing. I also talk about the problem with popular plotting methods and how they can do more harm than good, especially if you're brand new to writing. And last but certainly not least, I share some of the most common mistakes I see writers make so you can avoid them and make this the year you finish your novel. If this sounds like something you're interested in, you can sign up for free at savannagilbo.com forward slash training. One more time, that's savannagilbo.com forward slash training to get your hands on this free masterclass. So in this scene, the protagonist learns what the antagonist wants and what they're willing to do to get it. They also start to feel uncomfortable both because of the external pressure that's going on around them and because they're starting to see the truth. But this is still not enough for them to actually make a change. So again, sometimes they might even double down on their selfish behavior here. It depends on the story. Welcome to the Fiction Writing Made Easy podcast. My name is Savannah Gilbo, and I'm here to help you write a story that works. I want to prove to you that writing a novel doesn't have to be overwhelming. So each week, I'll bring you a brand new episode with simple, actionable, and step-by-step strategies that you can implement in your writing right away. So whether you're brand new to writing or more of a seasoned author looking to improve your craft, this podcast is for you. So pick up a pen and let's get started. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the key scenes of the morality genre. So these are the key events, decisions, and discoveries that move the protagonist along their journey from A to Z. In other words, they're the key scenes that a morality story needs in order for it to work and to satisfy fans of the genre. I'm also going to show you how these key scenes manifest in the movie Flight. So if you haven't watched that movie and if you're writing a morality story, I highly recommend checking it out either before or after you listen to this episode. Now, if you're wondering why I'm going to talk through a movie and not a book, the simple answer is that movies require less of a time investment than books. And like I said, I'm hoping that if you haven't seen the movie Flight already, you will watch it either before or after listening to this episode to help you cement these key scenes in your mind. But before we get into what the six key scenes are, let's go over some basics. So what do I mean when I say a morality story or what makes a morality story unique? Morality stories center around a protagonist with a moral compass that's about to change for better or for worse. The protagonist is usually either seeking redemption from past mistakes, or they want to silence their inner conscience so they can keep doing selfish things. Throughout the story, they are haunted by ghosts, memories, or events from the past that challenge their moral compass. By the end of the story, they will either sacrifice for others and gain self-respect in the process, or they will fail to change and cling to their selfish behavior even tighter in order to keep whatever they've been worried about losing. Beyond that, morality stories can have any tone or style, be set in any time or place, and have various levels of romance, action, adventure, or magic. They can include different subplots too as long as the protagonist's moral compass remains the story's focus. That being said, because this is an internal genre, you will want to choose an external genre to provide the scaffolding for your morality story to unfold within. And if you haven't determined your external genre yet, I will link to episode number two of this podcast that's all about genre and how to choose the right genre for your story. So let's talk about why people choose to read morality stories. And really, readers choose these type of stories because they want to see what another person will do when given the choice to act selfishly or altruistically. 
They want to see if the protagonist will make the same choices that they themselves or the readers themselves would, and they kind of want to compare and contrast. So as a reader, they want to say, would I make this choice or would I do something different? Would I act selfishly or would I act altruistically if I were in this person's shoes? Readers also want to feel inspired and they want to feel certain that they too are worthy and capable of redemption just like the protagonist. And like all genre fiction, you have to deliver the emotional experience that these readers are looking for in order for your story to be satisfying. So how do you go about doing that? Well, the first thing you can do is figure out which key scenes and conventions are required in a morality story in order for it to work. And in case you've never heard these terms before, genre conventions are a reasonably well-defined set of roles, settings, micro-events, and circumstances that are specific to a genre. So they're the things that readers intuitively expect to be present in a work of genre fiction, whether they consciously realize it or not. Obligatory scenes or key scenes, these are the decisions and discoveries that move the protagonist along their journey from A to Z. And when coupled with your genre's conventions, they're what help you write a story that works and help you evoke specific emotional reactions in your readers. So long story short, if you leave these key scenes and conventions out of your story, it's just not going to work and it's probably not going to be very satisfying for readers. So with all that being said, what are the obligatory scenes or the key scenes of the morality genre? Well, we're going to dive into those right now, and we're going to see how each of these key scenes shows up in the movie Flight. But before we go there, I just want to let you know that there is a freebie for today's episode that lists out all of these key scenes. And if you want to get your hands on that, you can go to savannagilbo.com forward slash morality. So one more time, a cheat sheet that goes along with today's episode. You can get your hands on that at savannagilbo.com forward slash morality. Okay, so diving into the key scenes of the morality genre. Key scene number one is a scene in which the protagonist faces an opportunity or a challenge to be selfless. So something happens and the protagonist has to make an active choice to either be selfish or altruistic. And in our case study flight, this shows up in a scene where Whip learns that six people, including someone he knows named Katarina, died in the plane crash, and this was the plane that he was flying. So this news is a shock and a wake-up call for Whip, and he tells Harlan that he is done drinking. And just in case you haven't seen the movie, he was under the influence when he was piloting this plane, and it did crash, and it did kill six people. So that's key scene number one, the protagonist faces some kind of opportunity or challenge to either be selfish or altruistic. Key scene number two is a scene in which the protagonist commits to doing nothing about the greater need and may even move in the opposite direction. So they might even behave more selfishly or they might cling more tightly to whatever it is that they're refusing to share or let go of. And in most cases, the protagonist has what they think is a valid reason for clinging to their broken moral compass or for hoarding their knowledge or resources or whatever it is. So they think they're totally justified. In our case study flight, this is when our main character, Whip, realizes that the authorities know he was both drunk and high on cocaine when he was flying. He knows that he faces prison time, a minimum of 12 years for flying while under the influence, or he's going to face imprisonment for manslaughter. And there may have also been a mechanical malfunction in the plane, so Whip is really clinging on to that, but even with a toxicology report, he refuses to admit that he has a problem and that his problem may have directly led or contributed to the deaths of six people. 
In the very next scene that follows this key scene, he's back in a bar ordering a double stoli neat. So he's doubling down and essentially committing to doing nothing about the greater need, which in this case is the need for the truth. So that's key scene number two, a scene where the protagonist commits to doing nothing about the greater need and may even move in the opposite direction. Key scene number three is a scene in which the protagonist learns what the antagonist wants and why, and the greater external need starts to become really uncomfortable. So in this scene, the protagonist learns what the antagonist wants and what they're willing to do to get it. They also start to feel uncomfortable both because of the external pressure that's going on around them and because they're starting to see the truth. But this is still not enough for them to actually make a change. So again, sometimes they might even double down on their selfish behavior here. Depends on the story. But in our case study flight, this is where Whip learns that there's going to be a criminal investigation into his behavior and into what caused the crash. He can either admit the truth about his addiction and get the help that he does so desperately need, or he can continue to lie and protect himself from getting into trouble. His decision here is that he continues to lie. So once again, he is doubling down, keeping the truth from the people who so desperately need to hear what happened. And that is key scene number three, a scene where the protagonist learns what the antagonist wants and why, and the greater external need is starting to become really uncomfortable. Key scene number four is a scene in which the protagonist reaches an all-is-lost moment where it seems like their selfish ways are no longer going to work or get them what they want. So at this point, they either have to change their strategy to move forward, or they can keep clinging to their selfish ways, consequences be damned. In our case study flight, this is where Whip discovers a mini bar in the adjacent hotel room and goes on a bender the night before his hearing. There is no way he's going to sober up before the hearing the next day, but in true Whip fashion, he decides to use cocaine to help him level out before he has to go to the hearing. So he clearly has not learned the lesson of the story at this point. And that's key scene number four. The protagonist reaches an all is lost moment where it seems like their selfish ways are no longer going to work or no longer going to get them what they want. And they can either change their strategy to move forward or they can cling to their selfish ways. Consequences be damned. Key scene number five is a scene in which the protagonist is either going to sacrifice something in service of an individual or other people or decide once and for all to maintain their selfish way of being. So this is normally that climactic scene that the story's been building up to. And this is really where we get to see whether the protagonist has learned the lesson of the story or not. So in our case study flight, this is where Ellen Block, who I believe she's the judge presiding over this hearing, or maybe she's a lawyer, I can't really remember, but she asks Whip whether he thinks the flight attendant Katerina was the one who drank the vodka that they've now identified was missing. So it's missing, which tells them that somebody drank it. And basically she's saying, was it Katerina, the flight attendant who, you know, was kind of Whip's friend? And he knows that if he lies, he is going to go free. But if he does lie, he's also going to blacken the name of his colleague, a woman that he knew intimately and who gave her life to save a child. If he tells the truth, he's going to lose everything he's been working so hard to keep. So his job, his freedom, his drinking and cocaine abuse, his false sense of pride, you know, all these things. But when it comes down to it, Whip finally tells the truth. So he discovers his inner moral code and he redeems himself. And that is key scene number five, a scene in which the protagonist either sacrifices something in service of an individual or a group, or they decide once and for all to maintain their selfish way of being. 
Key scene number six is a scene in which the protagonist is either rewarded with forgiveness or they're punished for sticking to their selfish ways. So by the end of a morality story, the readers should understand what happened to the protagonist after they acted on their selfish ways or chose the more altruistic route. So the protagonist is either rewarded with forgiveness and as such, they've contributed to making the world a better place or they are punished for sticking to their selfish ways, which provides a cautionary lesson for readers. And sometimes the ending of a morality story is bittersweet, so maybe it gives readers a little mix of both. In our case study, Flight, this is where Whip says goodbye to his old life of lies and loses his wings. He goes to jail, but we learn that he's been sober for a year and he's working on repairing his relationship with his son. So we get the sense at the end of this movie that sobriety has seemed to bring him a sense of peace. So this is a little bit of a bittersweet ending in a way because he's lost everything he's worked so hard for. He's lost his wings. He can no longer be a pilot. He's in jail, but also he's repairing some of the areas in his life that have gone neglected. So a little bittersweet. And that's it. Those are the six key scenes that every morality story needs in order to work and to satisfy readers of the genre. Now, before I let you go, let's do a very quick recap of what those six key scenes are. Key scene number one is a scene where the protagonist faces an opportunity to be selfless. So they can either be selfish or they can be altruistic. Key scene number two is a scene where the protagonist commits to doing nothing about the greater need and they may even double down or cling to whatever their broken moral compass says. Key scene number three is a scene in which the protagonist learns what the antagonist wants and why and the greater need is starting to put a lot more pressure on them and become really uncomfortable. Key scene number four is a scene where the protagonist reaches an all is lost moment where it seems like their selfish ways are no longer going to work. So they either have to change their strategy or continue to cling to their selfish ways, consequences be damned. Key scene number five is a scene where the protagonist either sacrifices something in service of an individual or a group, so sacrifice for somebody else, or they decide once and for all to maintain their selfish way of being. Key scene number six is a scene where the protagonist is either rewarded with forgiveness or they're punished for sticking to their selfish ways. And if you're thinking this sounds so obvious, tell me something I don't know, well, you'd be surprised how many drafts I see that are missing these key moments. And as I always say, these are the key scenes that readers are coming to this type of story for. People want to see that moment where the protagonist has to finally commit to either being selfish or selfless. They want to see it on the page. It's so rewarding and it's so enjoyable. And if we're not building up to that moment correctly or delivering that moment correctly, you run the risk of your story falling flat. So long story short, don't leave these key scenes out. Instead, I'd rather you find a way to give the reader what they want in a new and unexpected way, and then you'll gain fans for life, which is kind of the dream, right? So that's it for today's show. As always, I want to thank you so much for tuning in and showing your support. If you want to check out any of the links I mentioned in this episode, you can find them over at savannagilbo.com forward slash podcast. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the show because there's going to be another brand new episode coming out next week. If you're an Apple user, I'd really appreciate it if you took a few seconds to leave a quick rating and review. Your ratings and reviews tell iTunes that this is a podcast that's worth listening to. And in turn, that helps this show get in front of more fiction writers just like you. So that's it for today's show. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, happy writing.